0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Here Here we we go go again, again. MEMSPA Chat. Uh, This is the Community of Principals podcast. Uh, My name is Ben Gilpin, and I am really excited to be now into season three, and we have kicked off a brand new school year, the 2019-20 school year. And I've got a great guest that I'm going to be introducing here in just a moment. Before I get to that, as we kick off this new school year, one thing that I can already tell you is... Focusing on the positive moments because it can be so easy to dwell on the one, two, three—who knows how many things—that can be challenging throughout the day and throughout the week. But sometimes we lose focus of those great moments, those positive moments that make us smile and remind us why we do what we do. And so I'm excited today to bring on a guest, Amy McCaw from Vicksburg, and she is going to share with us some some great things. And I have known Amy for a long time. We typically see each other at uh, MEMSPA events throughout the year. And so welcome, Amy.
1: Thank you, Ben. Thanks. I'm really excited to start the year off on the podcast season three.
0: Fantastic. So Amy, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about how you got to the spot you're in right now?
1: Okay. Well, I started actually as a teacher in this district at Vicksburg Schools. I was at the other elementary, Indian Lake, and I was here for about eight years and I knew I wanted to go into um, administration. So I kind of decided to take that leap. And I did accept my first principal position at the Kellogg Elementary and Gull Lake Community Schools. I served there for three years and then I served at the Thomas Ryan Intermediate for two years as a principal. So I had a wonderful experience at Gull Lake for five years. It was a great district, but it was quite a travel. My husband and I raised our three kids here in Vicksburg. And so I was traveling quite a ways. And in the winter with deer, it was not a fun trip. And then I did find my way closer to home in school, at Schoolcraft Elementary. Um, I was the principal at two schools at once. So that was a challenge of the early elementary and the upper elementary. But I great, great people again at Schoolcraft. I was there for three And then there was an opening, there was a retirement that happened here at Vicksburg and I found my heart coming back home. So this will be my fifth fall at Sunset Lake Elementary and I'm back to kind of where I started as a teacher.
0: Very cool. And you know what, what you said in there, I think some people are really going to relate to. And what I mean by that is, you know, the travel, Mm -hmm. the, the peace with the family. I think a lot of people are going to understand that and completely be able to relate. Yeah, Amy, let's jump in with question number one. Okay. What are two what are two things that most people don't know about you
1: so I think one that most people do not know is I took a definitely a non-traditional path into education um, my first degree was at Purdue University they might know I'm a boilermaker fan because I do route that but um, I was in their restaurant hotel management and I actually that was my first college degree and I worked in that field my husband and I definitely, did college differently. We were in married student housing. I was a, we were young parents. So we started off definitely different than a traditional path. And sometimes I think that experience of restaurant, hotel management, service, all that really does lend itself to being a servant of leadership with a principalship job. But it's a non-traditional path. So I don't know how many people know that about me, but I think that experience definitely has given me some tools and skills that has helped me in the current role I have. So yeah, I'm a restaurant hotel management major, and then I went back to to be the teaching degree, and then went into education leadership.
0: What I really like about that, well, first off, being a Boilermaker, maker, um, <laughs> that that's definitely not in the norm. So good for you. But the other part is the non traditional path. What's interesting on those is I have met some phenomenal educators that school wasn't necessarily, they they didn't go to school to be an educator. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they kind of came around in this roundabout way. And their ability to relate and understand is completely different. Mm-hmm. And getting those different perspectives and different backgrounds, I think is crucial to what makes school work well. Yeah.
1: It, it, I think it gave me some skill sets that I had to manage some things differently. And, and I did have, I think, a perspective that came in a little differently and kind of full circle. I'm finding my my son who graduated from Michigan State in a totally different degree now is going back to look at education. <laughs> so I'm seeing my son kind of do that same thing where he is. It's a passion that's coming out of him now. And I'm, I'm proud to see that he's looking at going back to school to look into education.
0: Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yep, give me number
1: okay, two. Number two made it. I don't know. I, I I was thinking about this one. Um, I think with my all of my relationships with Mensa and my friendships with MEMSPA, people might not know what a com- competition spirit I have. Um, sometimes I have to bring it down a bit. I grew up with three brothers and no sisters. Sometimes with, growing up in that household, um, you really had to fight for what you wanted. And so I'm a debater. I like to compete. I like to kind of um sometimes my husband's like, okay, we don't need to, to debate this all night long. And okay, we got your point down. So I don't know. I think with my MEMSPA friends, I'm not as, um, that's, that part of me may not show up. So I don't know how many people know that part about me that I'm quite a competitive debater. And I like to uh, sometimes go too far maybe in my debates, but uh, I think it's all in good spirit. So I, I was thinking about that with my MEMSPA friendships. I don't always show that part.
0: I didn't know that about you. I mean, you and I have had a lot of conversations right. over the years, and I never knew that um, that competitive debating side of you. So that's just, I'm just going to chalk this up to the next time that our paths cross, especially if we happen to be in Traverse City, I'm going to figure out a, a, a topic we can kind of go back and forth okay,
1: on. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that because I have an idea. I'm sure everybody does out there with podcast ideas, but it was one that had to do with like debate. So we'll talk later.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Okay, I'm going to go on to question number two. Um, this is a little bit different one. This is more of something because being in education, as you know, especially in leadership, there can be times where we can feel beaten down. And I really don't want to focus on the beaten down aspect. I want to focus on what are some things that you draw strength from? What's a story or something that inspires you that that um, really kind of fills you up each time that um, something something challenging occurs? Sure.
1: So this story kind of at... at um is dear to my heart. Years back when I was at Gull Lake as a principal, we did a um, field trip kind of as administrators and some lead teachers. And we went to a school over in Oxford, Michigan. And um, we went to see, and the the point of the the trip really was looking at innovation and and trying to see how, what can we learn from them and meeting with the, the district leaders at that district. And so the building I went to, it was a great young, very young principal, but I was greeted by a student, several students, and then taken on a tour by students. And it just, it drew me in immediately. And for those of you that do know me, I am a Leader in Me fan. This school is where I learned about Leader and Me. And so it was, it was new to me. I, I just loved it. He told me about the book. I went to the bookstore that weekend and read the book from front to cover but what I didn't realize that the book title, you know, was referencing the seven habits from Stephen Covey. And I thought back to myself about a book that's been on my shelf for probably eight years prior to that. And it was a copy of the seven habits of highly effective people, like the first edition type back in 1980 that my grandpa had. And when my grandpa passed, my grandma let us come over and like pick some things and if there was something we wanted to keep. And I saw this book and it's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I thought, my grandpa doesn't seem like a quick fix kind of guy. What, what was this? But I grabbed it only because it had some post it notes with his handwriting in it. And I never opened it up. I never read it. I just knew I wanted it because it had his handwriting and note taking in it. So I put it on a shelf. And then eight years later, I go to that that school and learn The Leader in Me. And it was back to that book. So I think of my grandpa when I think about the character ethic that Leader in Me presses on about the seven habits. So my grandpa's still there is kind of like that motivator. Um, We have a family company that he started many years ago and that now my my brother is there and my dad and my husband. And so it's a family company and he was the one that started it. And uh, that book that he had, I still have. So...
0: That is, that is a great story. I absolutely, and you know, I'm, I'm still close with my grandpa and, and that you know, just, you know, hearing, hearing what you have to bring up and, and the funny thing is about that story, you know, that book was sitting on the shelf and it didn't, I mean, it just in a weird way kind of dawned on you and, and. What a cool yeah. story. And I love that that's where you can, you draw strength from and, and some inspiration and you kind of keep that at your core. So we've all got those stories in us and and I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. My grandpa was a, a great man and, and I'm, I'm really uh, blessed to have had such, such strong family roots, I guess.
0: Cool. Very cool. Well, the last question, I feel like this is right up your alley. So the last question, this is, this is kind of a, a mainstay to the Community of Principles podcast. It's basically asking you, who was someone that saw leadership qualities in you, maybe even before you saw them in yourself? And, and the reason I say this is like right up your alley, there are several, several leaders in MEMSPA that their roots are somehow attached to you. I know there's multiple that um, that we've even talked about and talked with at uh, up at Memspa, and then the other part is, I think recently this summer you brought a you brought the, a teacher to the summer leadership institute, and and what a fantastic. Share, she was as well. So, this is to me, this is right up your alley, and you do this all the time. You find leadership qualities in others, but who was someone that found it in you before you found it in yourself? Well,
1: thank you for all that. I do. I'm so proud to think about all those great principles out there that I've been able to work with in the past. So, super proud of the work that I see um, with people that I've been blessed to work with. You know, thinking about this, and I really, it's kind of ironic, but I I think it means a lot to me as an elementary principal, that it was an elementary teacher and an elementary principal that I think back to, that always was trying to kind of push me and challenge and give me some opportunities, even at the elementary level. I had a teacher, Mrs. Decker, Rita Decker, And she was my second grade teacher. And then I was lucky enough to have her in fourth grade. And then later in life, when I did go back to school and decide to go into teaching, I subbed in her classroom. So I got to have that long-term relationship with her. And I think back to that, like even at a young age, she wanted to challenge me and give me opportunities to always just think of myself as a leader, no matter what. So I that kind of also inspires me as a principal of a leader in me school, it is never too young to grow that leadership. And so my elementary teacher, Rita Decker, and then also my elementary principal, Ken Fassett, um, they were both instrumental at a young age, just that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to help people and and um, take on those roles. And so I think, yeah, it's kind of full circle for me as well, trying to do that as an elementary principal, trying to make sure kids know that it's never too early.
0: And I can see you doing that. And, that is, and, and that's, what, that's what separates you. That's what makes you an extremely special leader. And I know that MEMSPA is lucky to have you. You know, you and I have interacted for years and I am just, uh, every single time, first of all, you always have a smile on your face. And the other thing that I always appreciate, because very similar to me, when almost every time we go to MEMSPA, you like to sit in the front, just like I like to sit in the front. <laughs> right. So I, I love that quality about you, Amy. Um, I appreciate the share and I appreciate you coming on with us today because I did not know some of these things. I did not know about the non-traditional path and you being a Boilermaker and <laughs> definitely didn't know about your competitive spirit. <laughs> And it's a cool story about your grandpa. And I love hearing about uh, Mrs. Decker and also uh, Ken Fassett, too. So that is great shares today. And and just thanks again for coming on the uh, Community Principles podcast. This is season three. So thanks again, Amy. Thank
1: you, Ben. It was great. Thanks.
0: Um, as you're listening to this, we would love it if you jumped on social media and, um, and share, share some of your own stories. And, and if you've interacted with Amy, we would love to hear some of the great interactions that you've had with Amy throughout the years. Also, if you've not signed up, it is not too late. Get yourself signed up for the uh, conference that's up in Traverse City, first week of December. Thanks Thank again. Thank you. Well, thanks again to our guest, Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemSpaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.